<laughs> What's going on, gang? How are you? How are you? Happy Sunday. What's the good word? It's your boy, Fan Fuego. P-H-A-N-T-M-P-H-U-E-G-O. And you are tuned into the news, views, previews, and reviews. With just a twist of his ghetto point of view. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, man, you know how we do it. It ain't nothing to it. Twice a week, bringing the heat, bringing the noise, bringing the joy, bringing the love, bringing the energy, that energy. Just trying to match y'all, to be honest, because I got the dopest audience in the whole land. I really can't say enough about y'all. It really warms my heart, warms my soul, fills me with joy. And I really do appreciate every single person that takes a moment to listen, shares it out, tells a friend to tell, who tells another friend, who tells another, 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 another friend, sister, mother, other brother, other, other friend. Y'all, y'all help me grow the audience. Y'all help me grow the people that's emailing me, his ghetto point of view at gmail.com. I'm getting so many inspirational messages, so much positive feedback, so many, you know, helpful points, constructive criticisms. Things I could think to add on, techniques uh, for, uh, you know, production, overall production tidbits. And I really do appreciate that because that just shows y'all want me to grow and y'all like what the content y'all getting. Y'all like the, y'all like what, what it's coming with. Y'all see the potential and y'all just want me to flourish. And I so do appreciate every single tip, trick, tidbit viewpoint and perspective i may not get to use them all you may not see them all made manifest here on his ghetto point of view but that doesn't mean i don't appreciate the information and i may use it in another endeavor another project and uh, of course i'll keep you guys posted you stay tuned in hit the notification bell make sure you're updated like the show favorite the show whatever network you're on listening you'll be able to get the latest episodes as soon as they drop all that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to jump right in. This is his ghetto point of view. Shout out to AJ's Kitchen, ajskitchen.com, always blessing us with the dope treats. This week they brought through a beautiful spread of their new vegan, all natural, homemade, infused chocolate chip cookies. That was absolutely amazing, good and good for you. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a big proponent of, you know, healing the body organically, naturally, using the things that were intended to be used. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm a big proponent of that. I'm really a big proponent of that positive, good work. You know what I'm saying? I think that. Those are all very positive things. Your body has a cannabinoid system for a reason. When you use the right ingredients, you can activate your body's cannabinoid system and, uh, yeah, help your body function more apropos. Yes, you, as a human being, you do create a little bit of the chemicals to naturally give yourself, you know, healing and pleasure and you know joy you know all those things but you're not operating 
at your system's full capacity if you do not introduce these exterior agents. Um, yeah, man, CBD, CBG, CBA, they are here for a reason, and it is a good one, to be honest. So, AJ's Kitchen at gmail.com. You can also catch them on Twitter and Instagram. AJ's Kitchen, A J S K I T C H I double N. AJ's Kitchen at gmail.com. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah, gang. <laughs> so we back, we back. So um, interesting story uh, emerging, you know, and the unfortunate aftermath of all of the... Uh, you know what is being perceived as a as a swell in hate crimes, uh, targeting the uh, Asian Asian American communities all around this country um, has resulted in you know a huge show of solidarity from the Asian community, and also also. And a lot of people would say why. Some people would say understandably so. A huge surge in gun purchases from the aging community. So you already had people purchasing guns uh, at higher rates due to the pandemic. And I imagine Asian Americans would probably be in the groups of people that were already purchasing guns. So you got to take this story with a grain of salt because they could take the same numbers that were used for the increases during the quote unquote the uh, pandemic period of guns being sold and then now just allocate that. See, look, this agents is buying guns. Man, everybody was buying guns. You know, uh, Native American, Black Americans, Hispanic Americans, gun ownership went up in every group. So, Asian Americans be no different. I expect Chinese Americans, Japanese Americans, uh, Taiwanese Americans, Etc. 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 Um, Bank, Bangkok, Bank people from Bangkok, people from Singapore, etc. 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 To want to Indonesia, I mean Sri Lanka. I mean I would expect these people to want to protect themselves, you know. So, y'all yeah, just name mad places like in you know Asia, your Asia area. I'm kind of proud of myself for that. That was that was nice. That was nice. Korea. Oh, I could keep going. Not bad, not bad. Your boy Phantom is a little whirly. Your boy Phantom is a little whirly. Hey, pat myself on the back. But, um, yeah, so of course, you know, in response to this, fear makes people make decisions. You know what I'm saying? Fear drives decision making. This country, a lot of the decisions that people make in this country are based off of fear. Fear, scarcity, Think that you're going to not have, think that you're going to lack, think that you're going to not be able to, whatever that could be. And <clears throat> when you see this rise in violence towards the Asian community continuing to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and you see uh, them collectively arming themselves, That's only going to lead to eventually other groups feeling the need to show that they are collectively armed as well. What will that lead to? 
just more violence. Because it's not people that feel confident or secure or safe that result in violence. It's people that feel threatened or scared or attacked or that they will be attacked, which is threatened in, in, in some form of fashion. So if you feel an attack is coming, if you are anticipating an attack coming, you're going to arm yourself. If you see people around you getting attacked and the reason that they're being given for getting attacked is just looking just like you, you are going to say, well, that could be me and I need to be ready. And you're going to say that to all your family and other people in your family may be saying that as well. So you have this collective group who are all afraid and not afraid like they cowards, they punks, they pussy, they 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 scared to do something. No, afraid like, yo, they spider sense is tingling, something telling them a bigger thing is about to go down, that this is only the the tipping point, this is only the beginning, this is the roller coaster at the top of the hill. Well, the roller coaster ain't even reached the top of the hill yet. And when they get to the top of the hill, they feel they need to be prepared. It's just going to check out, to check out, to check out, slowly hitting toward that top. And when this thing gets crazy and goes down, are we talking about Rodney King riots again? Are we talking about LA riot levels again? Watts riot levels again? Where Asian Americans felt that they had to protect their stores, protect their communities, and literally can be seen on the streets in L.A. firing at people. For those that may not know, a lot of that rioting in L.A. started over the death of a little girl who went into a store to purchase something, purchased the item, and the shop owner said she was scared that the little girl was pulling out a gun. And when I say little girl, I believe she was about 14 years old. And what's crazy is the anniversary for her passing was just the other day. Her transitioning home entirely too early was just the other day. And around that same time that that situation happened, the Rodney King situation happened. So it was a huge fever pitch in L.A. And then all the violence went down. And you have Asians who are gun owners, who are store owners, who are shopkeepers, shop employees, landlords, etc., and they were not about to let their all of their life's work and their investments go down without a fight. And so you saw Asians literally all on the news, all in documentaries now that you can go check out on Netflix, YouTube, etc. Fighting for their neighborhoods. Shooting handguns and automatic guns in these streets in broad daylight at whoever they felt was a threat. Armed, unarmed, didn't matter. Now, if that was just when they felt their property was in danger and then subsequently they felt they were in danger because of something one of them may have done to a little girl unjustly. So they felt now they was a target. What you think is going to happen now if they feel they a target in this era, in this in this climate where everybody's rioting, everybody picking it, everybody grabbing weapons, everybody ready to go for the gusto. What you think is going to happen? Gun ownership goes through the roof so ah oh man what the hell is about to happen this summer y'all what the hell is about to happen this summer so forbes.com article shout the forbes 
they're not as accurate as they used to be because they realized they became extremely like mainstream popular. And so now they do more of these popular stories. Whereas you used to be able to really look at a Forbes article and be like, yo, this is a financial paper and they're, tr- they're trying to be a reputable source for finance. But now because all of these popular mainstream people are constantly referencing them, they've changed more into this popular mainstream type of magazine. So you can't take everything they say for face value no more like you used to. That's why I said, like, again, they could have taken the same numbers from people buying guns throughout the year and said, hey, look, they're buying guns. Has it possibly gone up even higher now that this danger is in their community? Absolutely, a thousand percent. But you could always already see an uptrend happening and it's natural that if this uptrend is already occurring, it would go even further and get even greater if other news is used, can be, is of, of, of more, if, if more horrible things happen that create even greater catalysts in a community and make them even go buy more stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, just my perspective, y'all. So anyway, Forbes.com. More shop in Mineola, New York. Before there was never gun culture in the Asian community. I don't don't, don't know about that. But after the pandemic, what about again, you see you can't trust it because you can literally go on Netflix right now and look up the Rodney King documentaries and stuff or look up some documentaries about the little girl who got shot. And you can see that the watch price of LA, you can see Asian people protecting their shops with guns, tons of them shooting at people, Asian men and Asian women. And again, the Asian women shop people already had a gun in how she killed the little girl and it started, was a main, one of the huge main catalysts for the riots in the first place. So how can they say there was no gun culture? But you see, young people or people who are not into the history like that would think, oh, okay, this is just a new thing that they're doing. It's not true at all. Dodge the bullshit, guys. Before, there was never a gun culture in the Asian community. But after the pandemic and all the hate crime going on, there are more Asians buying guns to defend themselves. Gong said that his gun sales have... But why are you an Asian man owning a gun store if there's no gun... Jimmy Gong... Okay, so you just happen to be the only Asian into guns, you're saying? Mineola, New York? All right, man. <clears throat> Other gun stores around the country are seeing more Asian-American buyers. Danielle James, a general manager of Poe, Poe Weapons and Gear in Poway, California, or Poe, excuse me, not sure which way you pronounce it, P-O-W-A-Y, California, said there has been a 20% increase in Asian-American first-time consumers to her store over the last year, compared to the year before. She said that they're buying guns for self-protection. 
Tim Hensley, general manager of Towers Armory, a gun store and range in Oregon, Ohio, said they're now seeing about five or six Asian American customers per day compared to two or three per month before the pandemic. Like, I'm not trying to be silly, but if two or three Asian American customers come into my store every month to buy guns. That would mean there's already a small firearm culture in the community. Yes, it got larger. But it was already two or three a month coming in the store before the pandemic. And then I'm sure that got larger during the pandemic. And then now, with the need that Asians are in danger in an already pandemic-type atmosphere, it's five or six people coming in a day. Incremental increase. Anyway, yeah, listen, please get on point of view at gmail.com. Y'all think my perception of this story is crazy? His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. Tell me I'm bugging. Tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. H-I-S-G-H-E-T-T-O-P-O-I-N-T. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. They're feeling a lot more unsafe in their environment, the article continues, and I think it's more dramatic for them now, especially with what just happened. He said, referring to Tuesday's mass shooting in Georgia, where most of the the victims were Asian. He said the first time buyers often become serious gun owners who spend lots of time on the range with their newly acquired Glock pistols and AR-15s. Dudes is buying assault rifles. Whew. They're trying to get proficient, which is telling me that there is an urgency. A multiple fatality shooting in the Atlanta area has placed a grisly spotlight on anti-Asian violence. Eight people, including six women of Asian descent, were shot to death in a rampage at three spas on Tuesday. Robert Aaron Long, who's been charged with the, the murders, said he was motivated by sex addiction and that it wasn't about racial targeting, according to the police. But the fact that most of his victims were Asian wasn't lost on anybody. Hate crimes against Asian Americans surged 149% in 2020, while overall hate crimes fell 7%, according to a study based on police statistics by the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism at California State University, San Bernardino. Yeah, I can't know if I could trust those numbers. The researchers found that the hate crimes spiked in March and April 2020, amidst a rise in COVID cases and negative stereotyping of Asians relating to the pandemic. Now, where that, that's absolutely true. There was definitely a negative sentiment towards particularly China. But is it negative stereotyping if it's actually if it actually comes out that China had it first and <clears throat> it may have leaked from some la- from some labs in in and or around the Wuhan area, because I don't know if Wuhan is actually the first place that it hit, but that might be in the first place of a spike. So, hmm. And we're still funding these labs in China, guys, just, for, just, just in case you're not sure. So, good times ahead. Anyway, during the anti-Asian crime, hate crime spree, Asian Americans have become more familiar 
a familiar sight in gun shops as they mingle among the millions of Americans who are buying guns for the first time. We have a lot of Asian American consumers buying guns, said Jerry Huang, a salesman at Eastside Guns in Bellevue, Washington. So again, we have a gun, a gun store owner and a gun store sales associate, but allegedly there was no previous interest in guns in the Asian community. Why would you have a person who's so proficient in guns that they own a gun shop? Yes, there are outliers. Yes, there are, you know, those, you know, one or two in the community, but it seems like there was already at least a, you know, in the community, maybe five to 10% of the community, I'd even maybe say 15 or 20% of the community who are already interested in firearms at a pretty, at a pretty reasonable clip, you know, pretty, you know, just as much as any other American before this happened. They're coming because of the pandemic and the riots. And the riots. People messing with stores and messing with people's property. This is LA riots all over again, y'all. What am I missing? This is the LA situation. Oh, what is going to happen if the LA situation becomes a nationwide situation. What you mean, fam? You got Asians in every state banding together, creating armed militias, armed militias, small military factions, groups to protect themselves, their own security teams, and they not willing to and they willing to die for whatever. I'm just saying, man, this seems like a very interesting situation that's about to pop off. Hmm. He said they're buying semi-automatic pistols and rifles. They want shit that go... Arcadia Firearm Safety in Arcadia, California, a majority Asian-owned town. Asian-American. So in a majority Asian-American town, is an Asian-American firearm store. But there was no... Y'all heard how the article started, right? This is why I say you got to read carefully and don't trust any of these major news outlets because they'll tell you one thing and then give you supportive information for some whole other shit in the article. But then, but you read the the top line of the article, and it'll be like, oh well, they they must feel really hold up. They've already been on a gun wave, and and they just picked up. <sighs> a U.S. citizen who moved from Hong Kong in the '80s, so he's been here selling guns. He said that there was a flood of gun buyers early last year. Lou, a U.S. citizen who moved from Hong Kong in the 1980s, said that many of his buyers recognized the magnitude of the pandemic before the riots began. He said that in the last few weeks, his Asian-American gun buyers have started citing anti-Asian hate crimes as their motive for seeking self-protection. But they were already coming into a store in a majority Asian city 
to buy guns. And now they, the reason they're giving now is, oh, the, the, the hate crime is up. But they were already buying the guns. Why would I have a business in a, in a majority Asian area? Who else would they have to shoot but other Asians? Guys, don't fall for the hype. More than 8.4 million first-time buyers have fueled gun sales since the pandemic began, according to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, a gun industry group. Background checks for gun purchases totaled 39.69 million in 2020, an annual record, according to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Federal background checks for 2021 have already exceeded already exceeding last year's pace as Americans spend their stimulus checks on firearms. Demand is outstripping supply, especially for ammunition, resulting in nationwide shortages, even for reloading enthusiasts who make their own ammo. Crazy. Many gun buyers are motivated by the fear of civil unrest or of President Biden's aggressive gun control plan, which seeks to ban the making of assault rifles and high-capacity magazines for civilians and increase gun control restrictions on existing rifles, including AR-15s. But for the Asian Americans, the fear is more visceral. They are being targeted in a wave of attacks by racists who unfairly blame them for the coronavirus pandemic that has killed more than a half a million Americans and flattened the economy. But why do you say it's an unfair assessment that it came from China, Forbes? I'd love more information on that. Many hold ex-president Trump partly to blame for fanning the flames of anti-hate, anti-Asian bias by referring to the coronavirus as the China virus, Wuhan virus, and Kung flu. This sort of abuse (laughs) has prompted Asian Americans to arm themselves at places like Jimmy's Sports Shop. We've started the first Asian gun shop in New York on Long Island, so there are a lot of Asians buying gun from, from us, said Gong, a U.S. citizen who moved. He said he opened Jimmy's Sports Shop in July of 2019, which was good timing because that was a record year for FBI background checks, followed by another record year in 2020. Background checks are not the same as sales, but federal checks serve as the closest nationwide proxy. Gong, yeah, right, because if people need a background check, they only get background checks when they're going to buy a gun because you have to wait that time frame before they'll release the gun to you. So it is a close approximation or a proxy, a good you know, a good way to tell how many guns are being bought based on how many background checks are being done for new gun owners or returning gun owners who may have been out of the market for a while. So, yeah, if you have a million background checks, you can estimate, and these are for gun sales, then you can, or for people who want to get a gun license, then you can estimate around a million people are trying to buy a gun. It's one plus one equals two, y'all. Word. <laughs> Gong wears a Glock 19 semi-automatic pistol in his store. Mm-mm-mm. Ready to tear through, niggas. The pistols are popular among police officers and anyone else seeking compact handguns for self-defense. He said that many of his customers buy shotguns instead of handguns because New York laws require pistol permits. Gun makers like Smith & Wesson and Sturm Ruger
want to expand their customer demographics to include more minorities, Asians, more minorities. Asians have been historically underrepresented among gun owners. The NSSF said that nearly in early 2020, only 3.1% of gun owners, gun buyers were Asian males and 0.7 were Asian females, even though they represent 6% of the U.S. population. This is compared to white males who accounted for 55.8% of gun buys and 16.7% were white females. So collectively, white men and white women, if you put that 55 with a 16, let's just make the math easy. 50 plus 16, that's 66, plus 5, that's 71. So they're saying white men and women collectively account for 71%. Of the gun purchases. 16% by women. That's damn near 20% of the gun purchases are by women. Women are allowed, white women are allowed to purchase as many guns as they want. But it's very interesting that white women have this um, almost uh, narrative of being defenseless, but they're buying tons of guns. Which may support the narrative that they're defenseless and be like, well, look, they feel defenseless, they feel scared, so they buy a lot of weapons. But it could all, it all would also show that they have the means to sort of protect themselves more than other groups of women may have the benefit to. I know people don't want to hear that, just saying. Every law-abiding American has the right at their birth to keep and bear arms, said Mark Oliva, Director of Public Affairs for the NSSF. The concern of personal safety of the concerns of personal safety of Asian Americans are no less legitimate than any other demographic group in America. Gong said that he markets directly to the Asian community, including immigrants with green cards. Green cards can own guns too, he said. You don't have to be a citizen, but a lot of people don't know that. Hmm. I did not know any of this. Any of this at all. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Very interesting, guys. Very freaking interesting. So, like, nonsense going on when it comes with the gun laws in this country. There's a lot of uh, unnecessary fear mongering with the gun laws in this country, but there are also real practical reasons for people to be able to be responsible gun owners, be able to uh, not only organize a militia if needed, but also to be able to defend themselves, defend their homes, defend their families, secure their property, whether that be their business or their personal their personal items that they have on themselves or their home, their their vehicles, their property, their assets, their liabilities, their shit. They should be able to secure it and all the people they love. And as long as they're not out here being aggressors, and just being responsible, respectful, and carrying arms safely, then you know what else could you ask for? Should why should people with mental disabilities that are very clear and present dangers to the community be allowed to go purchase a million guns? Absolutely not. But there needs to be more concrete, you know. Firm and fair across the board regulation because 
every state has their own laws, every city has its own laws, county, whatever. Rightfully so. But when you start talking about a person traveling interstate with firearms, for firearms, because a lot of firearms go state to state because of how the laws is for people to be able to purchase them illegally, legally, what have you. Then you get a lot of these firearms in the streets and kids having them. You get places like Chicago, places like New York City, like Michigan, like the Carolinas, like Atlanta. Got to figure out some type of system, man. Just saying, this doesn't make sense. People, grown adults who are responsible have a thousand percent of the right to protect themselves. I am not the determiner if they are responsible or not, but it would be nice if we had some type of across the board system. Be like, yeah, you are a responsible person. Yeah, you might have made a few mistakes in your life. Yeah, you might even have a jail record, but your jail record is not for killing people or violent offenses like that. You might have had a couple scuffles, so you got an assault charge, but you're not a killer. You're not a murderer. You're not raping people. You're not using firearms to commit bank robberies or to assault elderly folks or children. You're not a shooting at the police or sheriff's offices or judges. You're not you're not doing any you're not going on planes and trying to behave like a domestic terrorist or an international terrorist. So you're good. But it's not always that simple. It's not always that cut and dry. And as the article alluded to, so many people don't even know the or that they have the rights to protect themselves in this facet or how that would go. And uh, we need more education around that in the community and beyond because you can't have just certain communities arming themselves and not other communities being able to also arm themselves. And you can't have too, of a over, too much of a reliance on the police to always be able to immediately resolve every problem in the community. They do an excellent job. They uh, try to do as much as they can, but at the same time, the community has to be able to defend itself and protect itself and take care of itself. The Asian community seems to know that. The Jewish community knows that. I've seen Russian, and Russian Italian, Irish communities, etc., that seem to understand these principles and concepts. Middle Eastern communities, a lot of these you know, store owners in different cities, they all have, you know, gun clubs that they collectively are a part of. Every community has to get on that page. Because it has to be able to be fair for every community to be able to defend themselves. The Asian community feels that they're being attacked and rightfully so. But there are so many other communities being attacked right now as well. And I'm not trying to make the say, oh, we're being attacked too, they're being attacked. They kind of thing because there's no competition in that all that all that is trash i would just like for everyone to be able to equally defend themselves defend their community know their rights know their legal rights know what their obligations and responsibilities would be as being arms carriers arms carriers gun holders know where they can get training know where they can practice safely and effectively and learn from people who are really responsible and can really train them the proper way I think those things are absolutely essential right now.
just my point of view. Just his ghetto point of view. Ooh, 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 ooh. His ghetto point. His ghetto point. His ghetto point of view. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just my two cents on the topic. My two cents on the topic. But yeah, we gonna jump into a break real quick, gang. Be right back. We back, gang. We back, we back, we back. As always, I always appreciate each and every one of you guys that donates. And uh, if you haven't had an opportunity yet, please do so. It really helps the show, keeps me moving forward, upgrading the technology, pushing forward with the marketing and the production. So many things is in the works. So many new uh, pieces of gear is on the way. And I'm really excited for what this show is going to be in year two. Um, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of the show in May. It's yeah, right around the corner. This could be really dope, you know. I'm just very, very excited. And uh, if it wasn't for you guys, none of this would be happening. So thank you so much. But uh, paypal.me, paypal.me forward slash backslash uh, backslash uh, backslash phantom fuego, paypal.me forward slash phantom fuego um or at venmo at phantom dash fuego dash 42 so phantom dash fuego the number four the number two phantom fuego 42 phantom dash fuego dash 42 numbers not written out thank you guys so much appreciate it appreciate it appreciate it i know people like well with the cash app option getting the cash app option together i appreciate y'all patience Definitely appreciate y'all patience. Once again, shout out to AJ's Kitchen for always blessing us with amazing, amazing food. They're a vibe. They're a good time. Also, shout out to a Tomb Race Pantry. Tomb Race Pantry. Uh, they are a health and wellness company. Uh, they sent me a love package. Infused lotions uh, for my, my, my hip, my joints. Um, it really, really works. I, I can't say enough good things about it. So that is a, a Tomb Ray's Pantry. Uh, A-T-U-M-P-A-N-T-R-Y. A tomb, I'm sorry. A-T-U-M-R-E-Y-S. A tomb Ray's. A-T-U-M-R-E-Y-S. Pantry. P-A-N-T-R-Y. Tomb Ray's Pantry. Uh, they can be found on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the dope socials check out their ig they always posting videos when they're making some lotion or uh just in the lab creating new things for people topicals uh foods etc so shout to aj's kitchen shout to tomb race pantry uh anybody who has any products they would like to get in front of our audience hit me up his ghetto point of view at gmail.com his ghetto point of view at gmail.com is ghetto point of view at gmail.com. Gonna take a quick break, gang. Be right back. Shit. <laughs> yeah, we back, gang. We back. So I, I would definitely be remiss in my duties 
if I didn't at least broach briefly on the uh, little Nas X situation. I'm not about to sit here and talk about whether that man has the right to put out whatever art he want to put out. Because art is supposed to shock. It's supposed to create thought. It's supposed to create people talking about it. So I'm not mad at any of those things. Um, He has the right to put out whatever art he wants, whatever artistic direction he's allowing the label to give him. And he's co-signing it. He's signing off on it. He thinks it's dope. Good for him. Good for him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not about the bottom shoes. I don't really listen to Little Nas X music like that anyway. You know, he's had amazing hit records. Old Town Road was, you know, a big smash record, as was Panini. Um, You know, this Montero record would probably be a big smash as well, um, just because of the shock value of the record. Um, nobody's really talking about the quality of the song, much as everything around the song. And in uh, the music industry, they call that a rollout. Like, that song is going to garner a ton of attention. It already is. Um, they call that a rollout. And in the music industry, that's, what, that's what's known as having an extremely successful rollout. You've got people talking about it, whether they love it or they hate it. It was in enough people's faces to make them make a decision. Whether they love it or they hate it, it was in enough people's faces and enough energy was created around it enough places at the same time to make people have to think on it and make a decision. That's it, man. He won. Now, there's a lot of other deeper layers to that, whether some people are saying, oh, well, you know, as far as the religious or, religious or moral aspect of it, you know, is it morally correct for him to be influencing people to purchase these type of shoes which have you know what would look to be pentagrams and you know demonic images on the shoes those are personal decisions people have to make some people say yes some people say no me personally again i'm not buying the shoes the shoes have quote-unquote uh drop or two of real human sacrifice blood in each shoe again not really for me you know what i'm saying just not for me, not my cup of tea. Um, yeah, just not my thing. Now, am I into a lot of esoteric sciences, occult sciences and stuff? Absolutely. So I don't knock anybody else for going down those roads and studying and looking at those things and being who they want to be. What I do have an issue with, though, is more... The fact that his main target audience is children. That 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 is my issue. His main target audience is children. This is not a secret. It is very well known. His main target audience is children. And um Yeah, I don't understand how grown people would allow their children to listen to this. And apparently little Nas X doesn't understand how grown people allow their children to listen to his music either because now facing all the backlash and all these celebrities who've come out against him attacking him he's made it abundantly clear like yo like why y'all got y'all kids listening to my music in the first place like uh nick swaggy p uh that used to play for the golden state warriors as opposed to a bunch of other teams um Said, yo, my kids will never listen to your music again in a tweet uh, adding 
Little Nas X. And Little Nas X was like, your kid shouldn't have been listening to my... Why y'all letting y'all kids listen to my music anyway? Like, in that song, it's riding on a tractor, lean on in my bladder, cheated on my baby, you can go and ask her. My life is a movie, but riding in boobies. That's not shit kids should be singing. But because it's got these nice, pretty videos and all this and that. And that's 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 that beautiful duality that the music industry plays in. Good films, good art plays in that duality. You know what I'm saying? You've got some of the biggest songs in the music industry sound like these big, up, happy records. But then you listen to the lyrics, and the lyrics are so sad and so disturbing. You'd be like, yo, like, what? But most of the time, people never take that time to slow down. Never take that minute to chill out. Never take a second to actually listen to what the hell they bopping their head to. And even worse is when grown folks allow children to bop their heads to shit that the grown folks haven't even fully digested and heard themselves and discerned whether this is actually a positive message that my child need to be hearing. The grown folks ain't being parents. And as usual, they're putting the onus on the industries to parent their children because they so busy at work. They so busy trying to take care of the family that they would hope. They hope. That in living in a society like that, that the government. That local agencies, national agencies, international agencies, businesses, etc. Would empathize with that and say, well, we're going to market wholesome, good family fun to your kids and that is not what the hell their job is let me repeat that again that is not what the hell their job is their job is to entertain and push their narratives whatever those are and whoever the particular audiences for those narratives are that is that that is the audience now little Nas X has been on record as saying his audience is children and he's cool with that his audience is children his audience is children his audience is children so my whole issue, that is my only issue with this whole thing. If your audience is children, bro, is that what you're showing the kids? And at the same time, he wrote a letter to his 14-year-old self, right? So are you saying that you would? this is what you would want your 14-year-old self and even your younger self to see, little Nas X? If so, listen, man. That's interesting that you have that perspective now as a 20-something-year-old adult. Still kind of a child in most people's eyes. But what do your parents have to say about this is what I wonder. And where were your parents that this is... This was was, was welcome and accepted at such a young part in your life. I mean, because, I mean, this kid is only 21, 22 years old. And, I mean, wow, you know. It's dope, deep art to those who like that kind of art. Um, some people saying the visuals are great. This is just uh this is a this is freedom. This is this is this is him speaking his truth and telling his freedom. And it's a it's a some people have argued that the film, the, the music video is a it's speaks to the hardships that people of the LGBTQ plus community face when coming out. Some people say it speaks to the demasculization of the black man. And uh, simultaneously, as he dropped 
the music video, he also dropped a pair of 666 uh, Nike Air Max 97s, uh, which were a collab between Mischief, a company that Nike uses to do these collabs with other artists, and himself. So while Nike officially didn't release the shoe themselves, this is a company that they give permission to do these collabs with artists. Uh, with using their shoes for the for the canvas, if you will, because Nike could immediately have shut this down and said, no, we don't support that. I don't care if you bought the shoes. We're not allowing you to sell shoes with that logo on it. Is this the first time somebody's probably put a pentagram or some type of alleged demonic or satanic or, or esoteric thing on a pair of Nikes? Very doubt, very doubtful. I hell no, it's definitely not. And it probably won't be the last. Uh, but the level of attention this gets because of the artist that's associated with it, Nike being associated, it just, you know, that does a lot. That does a lot. So, but anyway, there's an article here from Cosmopolitan. Uh, Little Nas X shuts down controversy over shoes and quote unquote Montero, call me by your name video. So a bunch of people with a lot of time on their hands, <laughs> I love the way Cosmopolitan write this, appear to be upset over Little Nas X's video for Montero, which features him having some one-on-one -on -one time with Satan. The video, along with Nas's Satan sneakers, have caused controversy among some parents who think Nas should cater his music to their children. Which... Dot, dot, dot. No, but you see, I right, Cosmo, I understand y'all Cosmo, so y'all, this is how y'all do y'all thing. But Cosmo, you do have to acknowledge that little Nas X has made it abundantly clear that his audience is children. And as a person in the music industry, I know the artists that get the biggest budgets and sell the most are the artists who are directly promoted and marketed to young people because they say the younger audience is the more likely their parents are going to buy them whatever they want to keep them happy keep them keep them satisfied keep them you know doing the right things and not feeling the need to go do negative things to get to money so if your music is targeted toward kids if you have a kid audience they're going to give you the biggest budgets because they know parents buy their kids pretty much whatever the hell they want and you don't need all the kids on the planet to do this. There's billions of people on the planet. Several, there's hundreds of millions of children on the planet. You can get 100 million kids <laughs> doing this across the globe. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's an empire. Just saying. So uh, this video... And Nas has made it abundantly clear that people at Cosmopolitan that his audience is kids and he is okay with that. So you should you should be mindful of that when you make this statement. The video, along with Nas's Satan sneakers, has caused controversy among some parents. Okay. Like, here's what Governor Christy Nome had to say. Our kids are being told that this kind of product is not only okay, it's exclusive. But do you know what's more exclusive? Their God-given eternal soul. We are in a fight for the soul of our nation. We need to fight for, fight hard. And we need to fight smart. We have to win. Mm. So, and that was, she wrote that in response to the Satan shoes contain 60 cc's. 
of ink and one drop of human of sacrificed human blood. Six 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 pairs individually. Six hundred sixty six pairs individually numbered. They are a thousand and eighteen dollars, and they dropped on March 29th, twenty twenty one. Obviously, it's a parent's responsibility to keep an eye on what their kid is listening to, and artists are under no obligation to censor themselves because someone's kid might hear their music. And then they wrote this in big, bold letters. On top of that, all caps, Nas pointed out that the Old Town Road isn't exactly a PG song in the first place. I literally sing about lean and adultery in Old Town Road. You decided to let your children listen. Blame yourself. Ooh. I literally sing about lean and adultery in Old Town Road. You decided to let your children listen. Blame yourself. And then Joyner Lucas, dope artist, shout to him, uh, replied on that tweet. I think the biggest problem for me is the fact that he don't understand Old Town Road is very kid's anthem. Children love him for that record. They tuned in and subscribed to his channels. So with no disclaimer, he just dropped some left field-ish and all our kids seen it. Shaking my head. I see he ain't have nothing to say to Joyner Lucas, though. Because, you know, despite all that positive stuff Joyner Lucas talk about, I, I see he really be about the static. So, <laughs> you're a whole governor, and you on here tweeting about some damn shoes, do your job. Was little Nas's reply to Governor Christy Nome, who uh, had something to say about the shoes. Uh, Nas also wrote the Cosmopolitan article continues. There was no system involved. I made the decision to create the music video. I am an adult. I'm not going to spend my entire career trying to cater to your children. That is your job. But there was no system involved. I made the decision to create the music video. I am an adult. I'm not going to spend my entire career catering to your children. That is your job. The system Oh, Mint Chip Music wrote that the system is targeting kids. Little Nas X fan base is mostly children, which he has acknowledged in several interviews. They did it, and he was okay with that. But now when he's getting backlash from those same parents who supported his music, this is his response. Like, I just feel like he's not appreciative of the people who helped bully his success. But he is targeting a whole... He's got... On top of keeping the kids' audience, because that audience is going to stay and grow with him, now he's getting a different audience also attached to his music. But I don't know if he can get a different audience, because even older people is already listening. So I, I don't I, I think his audience is as wide as it can be. Hmm. He also dropped a few other tweets hitting back at the controversy. FYI. Uh, so somebody wrote, you're writing Satan in your new music video. You're proud of that? And he wrote, yes. And Nick Young, uh, you know, from NBA, two-guard, NBA champion, my kids will never play Old Town Road again. I'm still debating about wearing Nike after this come Nike, a drop of blood, for real. And I believe Nick Young was a Nike, you know, was a player promoting Nike. So that's very interesting. Um, this is NBA champion now, and... Little Nas wrote, they shouldn't be playing Old Town Road. Anyway, we streaming Call Me By Your Name now. So, yeah, in conclusion, Little Nas can make whatever type of music he wants. 
Next, absolutely, Little Nas is entitled to make whatever type of music he wants. But in the music industry, it is a business, and in the music and businesses, businesses have targeted demographics. Little Nas's clear targeted demographic was children, and to play like it wasn't when he himself has said in several interviews that it clearly was. I think he's just being a little disingenuous with the news article. But you know, this is what these companies get paid to do. And uh, see, Buzz a BuzzFeed article goes a little deeper. And, you know, him fighting back. So Little Nas X reminded parents what Old Town Road is about after he was criticized for riding Satan in his new video. And that is, of course, I know what they mean when they say riding Satan. Hope he used the protection. Anyway, because I know Satan be burning. <laughs> oh, Lord. Man, I know Satan be burning. Oh, <laughs> this was that was just not necessary. I apologize. Nah, I don't. I don't. I know Satan be burning, and I hope he used the rubber. Little Nas X set the internet alight recently after releasing his latest single, and the drama doesn't look like it's going to die down anytime soon. In case you somehow missed it, Nas dropped a highly anticipated single. I don't know how highly anticipated this thing was, but okay which he had been teasing since last July. The video for the song was dropped simultaneously, and it seems no expense was spared. But by far the most talked about moment was when Nas slid down a pole straight to hell for some one-on-one -on -one time with Satan. Okay, but the video didn't sit well with some, and a heated debate online soon followed, with Nas only too happy to clap back. One thing that critics continuously fell back on was the fact that Little Nas X first came onto the scene with the smash hit Old Town Road, a song that was hugely popular with kids. But Nas quickly shut that down, reminding parents that he's an adult and adding, I'm not going to try to spend my entire career trying to cater to your children. That is your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, little, the little Nas, the lyrics Nas is referring to go riding on my tractor, lean on in my bladder, cheating on my baby. You can go and ask her, my life is a movie, but riding in boobies, cowboy, from, cowboy hat from Gucci, Wrangler on my booty. And little Nas X made it clear that not streaming Old Town Road, which is already the most streamed song of all time, was quite all right with him. They shouldn't be playing that anyway. We stream and call me by your name now. Oh, man, man, man. But and some people have even made the comment that, you know, they they're the reason they're pushing, make, forcing him to do this so hard is because he had the number one selling country song of all time. And they really didn't like that. So, you know, the flip side to this is Little Nas X may not be cool with any of this at all, but which is uh, how some people were arguing, you know, this is just the demasculation or the emasculation of another black male. Because he might not be cool with any of this at all. Some people argue that Little Nas X might not even be homosexual at all. Because he doesn't come across to them as a full-blown homosexual. Doesn't carry himself in the ways homosexual does. And uh, a lot of the shenanigans that he does attempt to be forced and so extreme. That you know many people who are even in the LGBTQ 
plus community are like mm, doesn't doesn't seem like genuine efforts to just be your your yourself and you know uh be be a quote-unquote free version of yourself it seems almost uh contrived inauthentic uh programmed um schemed and plotted uh which is what labels do so both could be simultaneously true could he be a a proud member of the lgbtq community and the label be using that to further like okay let's get all these other fans on board with you and so and getting all those other fans on board we're going to push the envelope as much as possible and you know let the chip fall may they may yeah both could be true or he could just be flat out lying like so many artists do so many artists in the community are lying about the fact that they're lgbtq just to get that community on board and get that community's attention which is crazy but it's real and it really happens Crazy, real, but really happens. So, I mean, we'll see where this whole thing goes. We will see where this whole thing goes. But, um, and uh, there's even some stories about how some uh, really popular sneaker people have gotten the A, uh, I'm sorry, sneakerheads who like have really popular sneaker channels, um, decide, uh, got the shoes, threw them away, said they just, it felt like some dark energy was around the shoes. And I don't know if they were just doing that as trolling just to get their channel up and, you know, can further, you know, create this, uh, mystery around the shoes. They could even be, have been hired by Mischief, Nike, or Lil Nas X, or the Lil Nas X is a record label to do that. Oh, these shoes are scary guys. Ooh, you know? This is the interplay of the, you never know, this yin and yang thing that they play in. And it's it's very interesting. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. But uh, yeah, this is his ghetto point of view, bringing you the news, views, previews, and reviews. With just a twist of his ghetto point of view. Oh, oh, oh. We'll be right back, gang. We'll be right back back <laughs> yeah guys we back we back we back so sadly on a crazy note uh two young girls are uh, being charged um after trying to rob allegedly rob uber driver man this is crazy um and when i hear stuff like this man the first thing i'll be like well where the hell is they daddy man the freak are we talking about but uh the huffington post reports and this is from uh march 28th reporting yeah so two girls ages 13 and 15 y'all 13 and 15 have been charged with murder after their botched attempt in stealing a food delivery driver's car in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday resulted in his death. 
Mohammed Anwar, 66, was making deliveries for Uber Eats near Nationals Park in the district's Navy Yard neighborhood when the two teenage girls tried to steal his car. Craziness, man. That all I hit. Like, where is these two girls' parents, man? Like, where is these little girls' father? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, seriously, and I don't, I don't mean to say, like, where is these little girls' parents at? Like, where are they? Like, where are these little girls' fathers at, like, They catching murder charge at 13, at 13 and 15. Like what, what is going on in the world? When little girls is catching murder charges at 13 and 15, like, like, just think about that, y'all. Like, that's, that's too young, man. That's way too young, y'all. If y'all don't think that's way too young, you know, I respect your opinion. But, you know, I just think that's a little, whew, I think that's a little rough, man. Like, we got to. Get a hold of these young ladies, man, because this is, that's, that's freaking wild, like, just, I mean, just, just really think about that, man, 13 and 15, like, where's your fault, like, <laughs> I don't even, I can't even, like, fathom that. Like, like I understand he's not the two first two girls to catch murder charges. But it's, you never, you don't hear young ladies catching murder charges as much. But I've seen the shows. Like, I've seen the shows. You know I mean? I've, I've seen all the shows. Like, I watch these shows with these girls and teens in jail. And... So, I, I mean, I get it. I really, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I really do get it. But I'm just, just makes me wonder. Like, you know, where are they? You don't think these little girls should know where their parents is at? <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't Okay, uh, I'm doing too much. I know I'm doing too much. I just, oh man, I 
Stuff like this really messes with my head. Forgive me, y'all. So two two teen girls charged with the murder and carjacking death of Uber Eats driver, right? So let's continue with the story. Detective Chad Leo of the Metropolitan Police Department testified in court Wednesday that the girls entered Anwar's car armed with a stun gun and a struggle ensued. Washington Report, the Washington Post reported Anwar was hanging out of the open driver's side door when one of the girls turned on the ignition and manipulated the gear shift. Tried to drive the car. The car suddenly accelerated down the street and made a sharp right turn before crashing into a parked car and overturning moments later, Leo testified. Anwar sustained life-threatening injuries, including multiple broken bones as a result of the incident. Leo testified he was transported to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. Investigators determined the girls assaulted the victim with a taser during the carjacking. Police mate said in a statement Wednesday. Well, like. Well. Just, just wow, yeah. I don't know what else to say, but wow, wow, wow. I don't know what else to say, but wow, wow, wow. There's not much else to say except wow, 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 wow. I don't know what else to say, but wow, 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 wow. It's interesting, yeah. Don't know what else to say, but wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I don't, wow. So, yeah, this is crazy. And this, like, are these children getting regularly fed? Do they have parents who care about them? Do they, do they, they, like, come on, like, for for girls to, like, it's a whole, there was a, actually a dope article, and it was a follow-up of a report that was done at Rutgers University, um, where it was like, yo, this uh, person was chronicling, our girls becoming more violent and aggressive, and they was using studies from uh, observing videos on Worldstar and a lot of these other social media platforms, uh, and the new and news articles, you know, tons of news articles to show that there had been a change in the behavior of females and that a lot of it had been attributed to the content that they were consuming on a regular basis, which was showing females to be more violent, aggressive, particularly in lower income black and brown communities. And when you see a story like this, where they went to go tase the dude and tried to pull off with the car, like this is crazy. Uh, Anwar sustained life-threatening injuries, including multiple broken bones as a result of the incident. Leo testified he was transported to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. So they might have been really just trying to just get a meal, get this dude caught. But at 15, think about that. They was trying to do that at 15, y'all. 15, they was really trying to get this dude up out of here, up out his car, 
On Watson. Wow, man. Investigators determined the girls assaulted the victim with a taser during the carjacking. A witness recorded the video of the aftermath of the aftermath of the crash that showed the National Guard troops helping the girls out of the wreckage. Wow. Reports NBC Washington. New separate video being circulated on social media appears to show the moments leading up to the crash with Anwar hanging out of the vehicle and repeatedly stating, this is my car. As the car engine suddenly begins to rev, a bystander can be seen slapping the car and yelling, stop it. The car then speeds down the road and takes a sharp right turn before a loud crash can be heard in the video. The bystander recording the video runs toward the crash. The video appears to show the girls exiting the car and Anwar's body on the sidewalk. It wasn't immediately clear who recorded the video and officials have not confirmed its authenticity. A spokesperson for the MPD told the Huffington Post that the department is aware of the video. Authorities have not released the girls' identities, but the police said that the 13-year-old resides in Southeast D.C. and the 15-year-old is from Fort Washington, Maryland. Damn, the, th the girls have been charged with felony murder and armed carjacking. Each pleaded not involved. The juvenile equivalent of not guilty to the charges during their initial court appearance. Their next court hearing has been scheduled for March 31st. Anwar, who immigrated to the U.S. from Pakistan in 2014, is survived by his wife, three children, and four grandchildren. He lived in Springfield, Virginia. Yo, this sucks, man. The family is devastated by this senseless crime. Anwar's family said in a statement, Muhammad Anwar was a father, a grandfather, a husband, a brother, and uncle beloved by many here in the U.S. and in Pakistan. The loss for his family is immeasurable. As of Sunday, a GoFundMe campaign to provide traditional Islamic, a traditional Islamic funeral for him and assist his family with the loss of income has raised over $385,000. But that shit don't bring that man back. In a statement, an Uber spokesperson said that the company was devastated by this tragic news and our hearts go out to Muhammad's family during this difficult time. We're grateful the suspects have been arrested, the spokesperson told WTOP, and thank the Metropolitan Police Department for their diligence with this investigation. Food delivery drivers have become increasingly targeted by carjackings in D.C., especially in the Navy Yard neighborhood where Anwar was killed, reported WUSA. Carjackings in the area have tripled compared to this time last year, police told the outlet. Wow, wow, wow. This is crazy, guys. I don't even... Man, hug your kids super tight. Let them know you love them. Let them know you care. Let them know you're there for them. Let them know they need a meal. They need some money for some shoes. They need, you know what I mean? Do some chores around the house. Let's, you know what I mean? If I can't afford it, let's let's figure it, let's figure it out together as a family. I don't, I don't ever want to see nobody, kids on the streets, you know what I'm saying, out there getting mixy. It's too many boys already in the streets doing that dumb shit. But when you start to see girls in the streets doing it too at an even higher clip than they already was, it's like, damn, you used to see girls, even when girls was involved in gangs, they didn't always, except for the few that was really, that had a different mentality, they wouldn't always be in the robberies 
etc. And like they are nowadays, now you see more of a gung-ho mentality, even from the females. There always was a few outliers that was about that action. But even the females that was high up in gangs, oftentimes were vicious, but in sneaky, subtle ways. They might have bodies on them, but they might have got those bodies. They might have slept with a man and while he was sleeping off them. They might have pulled a blade out their mouth and ate somebody food real quick, which is, you know, which is a, 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 a old school hood way of saying taking a blade out and cutting them on the face, throat area, etc. You know what I'm saying? Um, might have stabbed somebody. Might have might even held a gun in a person. You know, been about that action. But to just two of y'all. 13, if we going to run up on this dude, we going to tase him, we going to take his car, we going to take the food and the money, and we going to skirt, skirt. Yo, that sound like some shit out of New Jersey Drive, bro. Anybody who hasn't seen New Jersey Drive, by the way, excellent film. You should definitely check that out. But this this is insane, man. I My heart even goes out to these girls, man, because where the fuck is their parents at, man? Where the fuck is their dad at, man? the fuck is going on oh you an old nigga you acting like you ain't never been in this i've been in the shits like crazy is nothing dope or fun or positive about the shits and in fact i would argue being in this shit so much can have very negative effects on your future and that's not to say you can't still make positive things in yourself but why 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 create those barriers in your life if you don't have to just a thought, just food for thought. And the parents, if you know that you are not creating the buffers for your child against reality, where you're making sure their food is good, their clothes is good, they got all their books and, you know, supplies they need for school these days. Niggas need Wi-Fi and, and, and hotspots and, you know, tablets and smart devices, too, for school. It's like, so, you know, and if you can't get it, are you making sure to put yourself around the programs that can provide it, like the schools that give loan programs and stuff you just have to be able to apply and you know do the research do the diligence and you know put yourself in position to be there on time for the appointments and meetings if you're not creating this bubble of security around your children where they don't feel the need to get out in the street and get beast mode then you have failed and you should go to jail when they go to jail that should be your body too there's no way those children should go do life in jail and their parents don't fucking get some time. That's four people at least that failed those little girls. Four. Four. F-O-U-R. Four. Craziness. And in this in this in this this insane level of masculinity that they would have to even like attempt to do that to a grown man. They didn't feel that at all that they could be hurt kidnapped, shot, killed, and if they did feel that it wasn't enough to stop them at all. They didn't just think what they must be going through in their life. What they must be going through at such a young age that they felt compelled to resolve whatever they going through by that. My heart goes out to all of them, man. My heart goes out to the Anwar family. That's tragic. Like, they're not saying this dude was trying to rape these little girls or kidnap them or beat them up or take they take them somewhere when he dropped up. None of that. They saying that they ran up on this man and did the dude. 
And if that's how this went down, like they just targeted a random food delivery dude and tried to give him work. And he ended up dying behind that shit. Damn. Those girls is going to get time. I'm I'm happy that they're doing it in juvenile because putting a, a 13 and a 15 year old in D.C. Fed, fed time. Ooh. Those jails in D.C. ain't nothing to play with. The juvie jails over there, I imagine, are not anything nice either. But damn. And if these girls have so much time that they end up transitioning to the adult jails. Those girls' lives are thrown away. Where's the parents, man? Somebody find them damn parents. That's all I'm saying. And no, you can't say them parents. They might have great parents who tried to teach them a lot of things. But so where were you at when they decided to go do this? Have the parents reached out to the Anwar family? Have they tried to make amends and have they apologized? Have have I haven't heard any of that. But again, I'm only getting one story. I got to, you know what I mean? Do some more research. I'll dig into this deeper and we'll we'll, we'll touch on this more again, gang, because this is crazy. Um, Yeah, man, we just going to leave it there for today, gang. It's your boy, Phantom Fuego, P-H-A-N-T-M-P-H-U-E-G-O. Thank you guys so much for rocking and vibing. And as always, as always, make sure you hit that like. Make sure you hit that subscribe. Turn on your notifications so anytime we drop a new episode, you are in tune. Share it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Wednesdays and Sundays is when we get it in. If it's a little late, things been crazy. I'm scrambling and gambling. Uh, love y'all for riding with me and uh, being patient with me as I continue to grow this to the place I know it can be and beyond with all your with all your help and support I know we'll get there and even further appreciate it appreciate it appreciate it you guys continue to be so amazing and continue to bless me and I hope that I continue to enlighten inspire and bless you in return because we all winners we all warriors we all powerful we all divine we all majestic we will never be defeated we'll never be stopped we can't be touched we all anointed in the grace. All our cups is running over. We all getting to our dreams. Love and light, gang. See y'all later. Be safe out here. It's your boy Phantom Fuego. Please continue continue to support at paypal.me. Paypal.me forward slash Phantom Fuego. P-H-A-N-T-M-P-H-U-E-G-O. Or at Venmo at Phantom dash Fuego. Dash four to Phantom, P H A N T M, Fuego, P H U E G O, dash four to Phantom, Fuego, 42. Also, questions, comments, critiques, you know where to reach me. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. Shout to AJ's Kitchen for the amazing vegan foods. Shout to Tumory's Pantry for sending me over to Care Patrick's with all the topicals. Check them out on Instagram. Check those brands out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Show them some love. Order some stuff. If you're in the NYC area, they'll deliver. If you're not, I believe both brands also are offering shipping packages with varying price points. Uh, but this stuff is super worth the game. Check them out. Check them out. And any other artist that wants to have their stuff promoted here, movie makers, brand designers, 
let us be the place to project your art out to this amazing audience. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. His ghetto point of view at gmail.com. Shout out to all the amazing guests that come on the show. Shout out to all the amazing guests that are going to be on the show in the next few days. It's an exciting time, guys, but we staying safe. We staying cautious. We keeping our ears to the ground. We keeping our eyes and our heads on a swivel. Staying woke, staying aware, staying safe, staying cautious, staying true to ourselves and making sure our families are safe, our loved ones feel loved, and then most importantly, we love ourselves and we get in love too. Take care, gang. See you this. See you on Wednesday. Latest.